Greetings, nerds. This is Sandin Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Bowman, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Thursday evening? Thursday evening, Friday Eve, or Friday Eve, Halloween yep. is coming. Yeah, yeah. So have you have you decided to get your uh, Squid Game costume? I know we talked about this last week, but did, have you changed your mind? Are you still holding firm? Well, you act like we haven't spent years doing, <laughs> like, having a weekly conversation. Do you know hey, me at You all? know, I just... I do. I just figured, you know, I just, I didn't know if you would like throw me a curveball or something tonight, but I just figured I would try. If if I throw you a curveball, you are not going. <laughs> 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 there are very few things. No, no, I'm, I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently debating, do I buy candy? Cause I bought candy last year and nobody came to my door, but I'm getting okay. the feeling that this year is 2021 and there might yeah. be some people, but my porch light will not be on. And uh, so I'm just like, do I even have candy? And it's dark right now. Anyway, we could go on about me and my Halloween plans or lack yeah. of plans, but we do have a bunch of stuff to cover. Yeah, there's there was quite a bit that happened this week for sure. Yeah, I mean, the week started off with the release of Dune. I mean, technically last with the release of Dune, but still... Um, my opinion, it like yeah. only just dropped, and and now we're getting into Dune two, which well, I that was surprised. yeah, <laughs> really. So yeah, you know, you, you mentioned Dune, and really, I think between the first weekend, you know, and the box office, and it did well. I mean, for for the same day release in theaters and on streaming, I think I think domestically it grossed like what forty million. Yeah. Or so. So it, you know, so it clearly was a success compared to some of the other uh, HBO Max Warner offerings. And, you know, and of course, the question that everybody was wondering was, well, will will it get a sequel or not? And of course, we did get that answer. Um, What did you think about this film? So here's here's my Dune take. I will be honest. I was bored. But I also don't know if I was in the right mindset. Like, I I felt, I I viewed it more as I need to watch this film versus I want to watch the film. Because I was listening to some reactions to it and everyone Mm -hmm. was gushing over it. And and I agree, Oscar Isaac, Timothy Chalamet, all of the actors did a fine job. There was just something about the pacing Mm-hmm. For some reason, I knew Oscar Isaac was, spoiler alert, going to die mm-hmm. in this movie. Like, that was a big plot detail. Um, yeah. But, so, so <laughs> I had it worked it out in my mind. He's going to die in the first act. <laughs> so yeah. the fact that he didn't die until, like, the third act, I was just thinking to myself, Okay, that's what this entire movie was leading up to, but I already knew that was going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 if, I, and if, yeah. yeah, the last line of the movie really bothered me because it was just a moment of let me smile at the camera and be like, yeah, if this movie does well, we're going to get do a sequel because good lord, the amount of like this is part 1 of 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, 
so I watched it. So we started it Friday night. My wife was like, okay, um, you, you do, you do this new thing. So she had read the books. I've never read the books. I, I have watched the, you know, I mentioned before, I've watched bits and pieces of the 84 version that David Lynch uh, mm-hmm. directed, which I think he even, I think he even, he disavowed that film. And, and then there was another version that was a mini series on sci-fi channel. So I watched, I started watching it and my first reaction was yes. You know, from a, from a visual standpoint, I will admit that I think from a viewing from, from that, from a visual and cinematography and everything like that, this film, it is a movie you need to watch on the big on the big screen. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I will I will I will stipulate to that point that I think watching it on television for the first time, you still get the the epic scale, but it's still not like, like that. It, it's it's a film. I mean, it was meant to be shown in a theater. Right. Um, so. So, so with that, you know, with that to that point, you know, I think that does diminish the viewing experience some, uh, because to, to your point, the pacing was brutal, and I the first time I watched it, I actually fell asleep uh, because <laughs> I was like, oh, I woke up, it was like, oh, it's two a.m. <laughs> I was, I, was this, this, I was like. Yeah, I fell asleep on it because it was just like it was just very, you know, it started out okay, and then it was just kind of like, you know, we got to the we got to Paul with the uh, um, with the I can't remember the you know in the chamber there with the the pin up against his, his neck and stuff, and then mm-hmm. next thing I know, I'm like hearing Jason, you know, uh, uh, Duncan Idaho, like and 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 Paul in, in a hangar talking, and then next thing I know, it's like. I was in and out of stuff. I, uh, yeah, so, uh, but I did finish, I did go back and finished it on Monday, picked it up from where I remember where I fell asleep. Right. And what I will, yeah, and what I would say with the second and third acts, the second act really, it, it just, yeah, it just, it did plot along, but then the third act I thought really picked up when, you know, towards the end. Uh, and of course, I knew that going into it that it was an abrupt ending uh, with, with the hopes that a sequel will get picked up and yeah i mean it was i felt that the end i thought that the when they they did get with the iraqis iraqis then they got it picked up and and, and of course zendaya only had like what 15 minutes and like two and a half hour film so i felt like yeah. i was i was kind of like well the way they portrayed it in the trailers we would see a lot more of her character but really they're just setting her up for 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 the sequel yeah she was used in a very interesting way and i'm kind of on the fence about it if i Mm -hmm. like because initially i was just thinking to myself okay flashbacks and dia flashbacks and zaya and then getting into the later part of the movie i'm just like so is zendaya going to be in present day or is she just (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I I don't know if it's a, called a flashback. It's just a dream sequence she was mainly in. Yeah. Um, but from yeah. what I understand, um, they they used her in a way 
to give context to how she's going to be used in the second movie and her mm-hmm. role is significant. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know. I don't like this movie. I, I mean, a part of me just just wishes that maybe I had actually wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, waited until I really wanted to see it um, to actually give it a fair chance because I almost feel like I didn't. Um, and it's probably going to be one of those movies where if I rewatch it, I'll probably start to talk myself into liking different aspects of it more and yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and, 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 um, I was listening to Christian Harloff, um, talk about it and, and I think he makes a good point about how likely if, if, even though, if you didn't like part one, mm-hmm. the, the way they end it you're still like, okay, all right. Well, I made it this far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to know how now. this ends. So the completionist yeah. in you wants to be like, okay, I just want to watch part two because I mm-hmm. want to have seen the full movie. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, Denis, and Denis Villeneuve said if he, his goal is to hopefully get a third film. So, and it will probably, you know, and given that, Warner has committed that it's going to have the 45 day release window in the theaters and no more of this same day release streaming and, 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 and theaters. So, yeah, you know, I think, I think we'll, we'll probably get a trilogy here. Hopefully, hopefully no more, but you know, cause I think he also doesn't want to create like a whole universe. And it, it, and I do have the show coming, the prequel show coming on HBO max as well. So yeah, I think, We'll we'll get the two we'll get the you know we'll get the trilogy as far as the film and then we'll have this HBO Max tie-in and yeah and, and, you know at the end of the day like it was a lot like Tenet for me and we you know I think probably some of the things I'm saying now I was kind of sort of the, the similar vibe I got with Tenet and if, it makes which it makes sense because Nolan and, and Benenu are are very you know they always get lumped together as far as directors and and. You know, it's funny you bring up Tenet because as I was talking about how if I rewatch a film, I'll probably find things. That's exactly what happened to me with Tenet, mm-hmm. where I really wanted to watch that film. Um, mm-hmm. But mainly because of Christopher Nolan and I was kind of let down. Um, but then every mm-hmm. time I rewatch Tenet, I fall more in love with that story. Um, yeah, I haven't yeah. revisited it in a while, but I do remember certain aspects of it. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of did a tenant binged, but I don't know what will yeah. happen with you. Um, I'm excited to know that there is a two and potentially a uh, trilogy happening. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. We also talk about projects that we've heard a lot about. Um, Michael B. Jordan's Val Zod Black Superman project has hired writers for the limited series. So another step forward with that production, hopefully it doesn't turn into a Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Type <laughs> of project. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is another thing that has been reported on for years. <laughs> it has been, well, you know, it was like, it, you know, and it's still out. It's the question is still out there, whether or not Michael B. Jordan is going to be in front of the camera as, you know, portraying Val Zod or, or maybe some other character. Uh, I'm, I'm at this point. We know he's not going to be a part of the J.J. Abrams project, so we can we can we can put that to the side. But uh, yeah, yeah, I guess the, the the screenwriters that they hired, I think 
they were a part of the Transformers franchise, which I'm kind of like, when I saw that, I was like, hmm. Whoa, whoa, you don't hire Transformers writers for this project. You go to the Krypton writers room and hire them for this project. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, they did the Transformers Rise of the Beast, which is set to come out next year, next year. Uh, and they, uh, also, uh, did some stuff with Amazon as well. So, um, yes, so we'll see, we'll see, but I'm excited for this project. I'm glad they're doing Valzad and and, and, because I know everybody was just like, well, it was either this project or the you know the JJ Abrams project where you know, JJ talked about doing a black Superman and you know race switching and I'm like you don't need to do that we already have two black Supermen that you could pick from you know Cal Cal Elvin Calvin Ellis or or, or Val Zod so I'm glad Michael B Jordan is going that route. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, other updates on movies that are in production or in pre-production. Bill Murray is set to appear in Ant-Man 3. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't know. I think he was on some uh, late night talk shows or something where he, he mentioned he's going to be in Ant-Man 3. Don't know what character he's going to be, but, you know. Well, we don't care like, because we know who else yeah. is going to be in Ant-Man 3. And that movie is going to be stolen by that actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like Loki. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, um, Brendan Fraser in a very I, I was very I was happy when I heard this news. Brendan Fraser is cast as the main villain in the new Batgirl film. He will portray Firefly. Um, Brendan Fraser, I and we'll talk about Doom Patrol later in the evening, but um he just seems as though he's getting getting back to it. Like he's getting these opportunities, making these appearances, and um, and I'm I'm interested to see him. We're already familiar with Cliff, and so I'll, yep. now him being the bad guy in one of these genre films, it'll be interesting to see um, what he does with that. Yeah, yeah. I think all the. I was watching Kind of Funny or somewhere or someone else, but uh, someone called it the Renaissance uh, yeah. because <laughs> I wish I could take credit for it, but I, I can't. I wish I could get proper attribution to who said it, but uh, but I completely, yeah, it's totally totally true because when we think about it, it just seemed like for for forever he had he was everywhere and then he just disappeared and you know, and, it, and I think he. I think it was a GQ article or something where he talked about where he had, you know, for various reasons, he stepped away from Hollywood. But yeah, you know, he's he's popping up everywhere now because he's, a, you know, obviously Doom Patrol. He's in this. I think he there was enough project that he was um, recently uh, recently cast in as well. I can't. I'm, I'm I'm blanking on it right now. Oh yeah, the um, with uh, Martin Scorsese cast him in his uh, next film, Killers of the Flower Moon. With uh, oh. DiCaprio and De Niro. Yeah, so, this could really be a renaissance. Uh, yeah. They're written all over it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, good for him. I mean, it seems like everything I've heard about him, he seems like a decent guy. Everybody likes him and stuff. Uh, and, yeah, obviously, you know, we've we've been part of the renaissance with the uh, with 
his work on, on Doom Patrol. So uh, I'm very excited for this. And it looks like the, uh, you know, Batgirl is really, I guess they're starting to flesh out their cast now because we got, you know, we did get confirmation that J.K. Simmons is going to be returning as uh, Jim Gordon. And, um, and of course, we got Leslie Grace. So, yeah, it, I'm looking, this this could this could potentially be a, if it's, if it's handled well, it could be a very good good film. Definitely. Even though it's going to be straight, to, yeah. Even though I think it's going straight to HBO Max, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Will has this thing that all movies must be seen in theaters. I don't. <laughs> nah, nah, I actually, I, yeah. <laughs> Only <Yeah>. Dune. <laughs> Only Dune. Only Dune. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Spider Man: No Way Home. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> And the Bop Mom. But anyway, I I, I relent. Yeah. I relent. Um, I finally okay. watched the first two episodes of Succession, season three. I am so okay. glad I did that, Will, because mm. as we were talking before about Dune and how it's clearly part one of part two, at least, mm-hmm. the the first episode of season three in Succession, that is such a first part. <laughs> <laughs> Because it really takes the second episode to kind of conclude and be and and the alliances are formed for this season Mm -hmm. um, between the children and the parents. And and so I am I'm very happy about that. The this show is just. I, I love the fact that these actors and these characters um are are riveting enough where they can literally be in a little girl's bedroom for about 20 minutes just talking mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i'm just like eating the popcorn like yep yep this is fascinating sibling rivalry all of this history whether it's the business or the personal stuff and and just little little touches that they do um mannerisms that they have with these characters and um i'm i'm all about jerry and roman (laughs) 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 oh man but but yeah we did get an announcement that it has been renewed for season four shocker yeah no one ever i mean this this show is fabulous um yeah what were what was your take on the first um few episodes of succession season three I haven't watched him yet. I was waiting for you. So. Oh my I, I God. Need... <laughs> I thought you yeah, did yeah. because you gave me such no. a hard time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, you know, I just didn't, ha- I haven't had ch- a chance to yet, but, um, I, I was, I was waiting to, I was waiting for you, uh, to, 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 to get your, get your take. And, and, and then I'm going, yeah, my, my, my hope is to, uh, get called up this weekend. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a good, back to back um i kind of i kind of cheated because i watched one i think early at around like two o'clock on sunday and then mm-hmm. i waited for the other one to drop um, okay. so i had a chance to digest but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's pretty much part one of part two but yeah. um and just the fallout of everything that happened in that season finale yeah yeah cool cool well i i, I look forward to giving you my thoughts yeah, you better. Um, and hopefully you'll have to watch episode three then because I'll have moved on by that time. 
Yeah, you will. Yeah. <laughs> By next Thursday, I will. I will have. I will have been called. I will be called up. All right. All right. Um, speaking about getting caught up on things, Doom Patrol. Yes. So you and I have had like an interesting experience with Doom Patrol season three. We have. I have to say, this episode um, that dropped earlier this week, Subconscious Patrol. Yeah. I wasn't. I. It, it's not as though I was watching an episode from season two or season one. But as it went on, I started getting back into it. Mm -hmm. um, the Rita stuff still doesn't work for me. Yep. Um, but I did, I did appreciate this idea that this big event that the um, Sisterhood of Dada was putting on led to this almost, almost, not completely there, but group therapy type of episode. Yeah. Um, and I like the twist. Initially, I was like with Vic and with Jane, I was like, okay, all right, we get it. But it was really the stuff with Cliff that worked um, the mm. most for me yep. because I was very confused by his character this entire season. I'm just like, what is happening? I mean, they started off with Parkinson's and now he's going off the deep end and he's addicted to porn. And it's just, what is going on? And then in this one episode, because he's able to have this, this um, subconscious version of himself who has to relive this horrible moment in his life over and over and over again, he realizes why he's gone off the deep end and it's he he runs away from responsibility he ran away yeah. from being a father and mm -hmm. now he's terrified he's going to be a bad grandfather and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah yeah i i agree um with with cliff i mean that that was cliff and and jane's stories were and even larry's this week really all resonated with me and you know whenever you know, i was listening as you were were setting up the this today's episode um one of the things you know obviously the the first thing when i was watching this episode i had a big smile on my face because the first time this season i felt like this connected with me yeah this yeah. was the episode i was like oh this is why i really this is one of my favorite shows because it's not quite there with therapy patrol, but I remember whenever we, with the first season, I think mm -hmm. therapy patrol was the episode that where we were just like, okay, we're on this train and yep. you know, we, we rode it. We were, you know, we've been riding on it ever since. Yep. And, and it had that similar vibe because with all the other stuff that's been going on, going on this season, this episode really deconstructed it. It, like well, with the you know with the eternal flagellation, and we I felt like as a viewer out you know I was deconstructed like our 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 primary characters were, yep, and 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 seeing you know and and and, and my feelings as far as like where I felt disconnected, well and 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 you know, whatever the issue was that I was having with the season to date, I, you know, I, I was able to reconcile it like our, like our heroes were able to do 
at the end, like, you know, Larry coming to grips with how his mother was, her religious fervor and all, um, really made him lie to himself. And, 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 and Larry, Larry, it was just great seeing Matt Bomer and, and Brenda Fraser play elf against, uh, the two actors who, who yep. wear the suits, um, on the show, uh, Cliff's monologue was just, I mean, it was just Cliff in, in, in non-robot man mode and Brendan mode. It was, that was just a powerful stuff, emotional stuff as far as really getting to the core about why Cliff is the way he is and, and his subconscious and, and learning that the selfishness and all to the point where, you know, he just was looking for that next thrill and, and looking for that next hit as far as whether it was cars or, or, or nannies or beer. Yeah, I I agree that yeah. part of the reason why those story beats worked is because we got to see the actors play off against like it's something we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um and it and it was just a good twist. Yeah. And then um what what worked for you about Jane's storyline? The Muppets. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right to it. Got it. <laughs> I loved it. That was so awesome. That was so freaking awesome. The Muppets just in the the Muppet Underground and how they just like, they just put the beat down on Harry. Yeah. Yeah. But this, everything, but, but what were with the Muppet versions of the Underground and all the dynamics and bickering that's been going on with those characters all season, for whatever reason, it just worked better in Muppet form than it's been working in live action. Other, with the, even though it was the same actresses doing the doing the work, yeah. um, but it but it, but it, but but I think at its core it was like this it, it it the absurdity and the lunacy of the doom of the show itself was like on display there because it was like you know we have Jane as a Muppet and we have Vic as a as a as an action hero literally yeah um. And, and 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 those you know those were those beats from that that I just felt for me at least that were missing this season. And yeah. we we and we finally got those today. Yeah, I think that this was an important episode because we've been we've been watching these characters go around and go around and, and there was this whole arc about their morality and um and then they went off on this sisterhood of Dada mission and but now they're confronting themselves we we Mm. kind of got during the throughout the first half of the season almost the worst version of these characters Mm -hmm. um and and but now they're looking at themselves in the mirror yeah um and seeing their history and how they can't just revert back to where they were before be forming doom patrol um mm-hmm. they've come so far mm-hmm. um and so and so it's it'll be interesting and but but like i said i think at the end of the day why it's only hitting now is because if it, i really think if i go back and rewatch patrol 1917 mm-hmm. 
this whole arc would work a lot better for me, but because that episode, I was just like snooze, 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 snooze. Um, I really, this Rita stuff, I don't know why it's not working. Yeah. Just, it just bothers me. Um, um, but we didn't get a whole lot of this, of it, this episode. We've more focused on the other characters. So. Right. And it was, I guess the other stuff was as much, it was basically, I mean, it was a self actualization for for Rita as far as okay, we get a Blake. She gets, she goes back in time, gets a clean slate, and 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 I think that, that and that was the other thing that I think worked worked for me this episode because now all the little puzzle pieces that were so disjointed all throughout the season were st- were starting are starting to come together, and then of course next week we have the penultimate episode and then the finale, mm-hmm. so it was really. So like, why you know? So I understand now. Everybody basically you had two time machines. You had you had Madame Rouge, Laura DeMille doing her thing, to, you know. And and we under we get the reason how she ended up in league with the uh, Brotherhood of Evil, and then we have Rita on her journey, and and then it makes sense why whenever they were in purgatory, uh, that. Malcolm, now we figure out that's who it was, was the one who saved her, you know, in, in purgatory, I think in the second or third episode of the season. And and then, of course, and, and, and you know, she falls in love with him and, and she's the, you know, and she talked about in this episode how she, you know, she, through her, her, her compatriots in the Doom Patrol, she became a more self-confident and person and... And, and 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 then of course with the the sisterhood of Dada, she also built a family with those characters right. as, you know, as, as Bendy. So it was those those parallels, and and then so you know so so when she did go fast forward into the future with the time machines, and and when she pushed herself into the back into the uh, into the room whenever. Um, uh, Gargaro and his henchmen and his assistant were uh, going to 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 kill Rita because I mean now we see why the Brotherhood of Evil fears her. Um, it, you know it's it's all starting to make sense and starting to pull together. So so I think that you know so I think for me this week that's why I'm like okay now it's all starting to come together and it's not just mm-hmm. lunacy and it's not it, it, and we have all these things for just for craziness sake i mean there there was a reason for for it all so so you know so i'm 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 feeling much better about the third season i hate that it but it, it, but at the same time i wish it hadn't taken me me eight episodes to get to this right. feeling where i'm back back to where i was like really really enjoying it it reminds me of the first season when we went off on that side tangent with the chief and um, and the cave woman, when they, you know, conceived, um, conceived her daughter. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's one of the, that's one of the, I think that's the thing about this show, you know, it, it, when it, when it, when it lands, it lands beautifully, but when, if it doesn't, then, you know, you just, I, I think patience is, is really critical with, with Doom Patrol. It, at least for the this show. Yeah, at least for this week. Not next week. Yeah. We'll see what happens next week, but. But I, 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 but this week I, I, I really, I was probably the, really the first episode this season where I was like from start to finish, I was like locked in and didn't get 
didn't start wondering, like, looking at the clock. It's like, okay, how much longer do we have left? Yeah, definitely. Um, to move on to another show talk and talking about things coming together, Stargirl had their penultimate episode, and I immediately was like, oh, now I see why we need this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the team wasn't back together. I was like, yeah. oh, Cody's out of the Shadowverse. Everything's fine. I'm like, oh, no, Rick's still in jail. Mm-hmm. Yolanda is still upset at everything. Um, and and now Cindy's free, so so there's that. And and McKnighter. McKnighter's suddenly in present day. He has to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. Um, he adjusts very quickly. Yep. And um, the the thing that stuck out to me, especially during about the first half of this episode, is I kept thinking about reflecting on Pat in season one. Mm. Pat was the the Jedi master of sorts. He -hmm. was the one the kids looked up to, to tell tell them, um, here's what we do. Here's the plan. Here's what's going on and everything. But as soon as McKnighter is out, as soon as he's out, suddenly Pat um, becomes the sidekick. Yeah. And it's just, it was, it's so, I was just like, I don't know how to feel about this. Because I don't know, the the flashbacks are the flashbacks, but he he's his own person. I mean, he's he's the uh, splinter to this group. I mean, he. Yeah. Um. So it's so it's strange, and I, and I'm wondering if that's another reason why they're got a, they're pulling taking these old JSA characters and bringing them back into present day so that while Courtney's going on her journey, Pat also is able to come into his own as no longer being this JSA sidekick character, mm-hmm. but more of his own hero and, and a leader. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think to your point, he is becoming that own individual leader and but also i think it as you as you i love the way you phrase that he was sort of the, he was like the jedi master mm-hmm. the, the young padawans to how to become you know better heroes and then you know to your and to your other point with mcniter coming back and it's like no beth's ready yeah you know Pat, you 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 mission accomplished. You've got these kids to the place where they're they're ready to take on more, yeah. and 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 so you can step back a little bit and and just you know do evil things to Rick's uncle, which you know which I thought was a brilliant like story storytelling point there where they were they didn't they didn't show us what happened they they just like pat was just like you know i learned some things in the army mm-hmm. and just and it's, and it's left it to the viewer's imagination as far as what pat actually did yeah it just is strange to me how how much of a consequence rick going to jail was mm-hmm. and then they just let him sit there sit there and then suddenly pat's like i gotta break him out i'm like dude that yeah. should have been the first night. Yeah, 
Yeah. That, that's a good looking kid and he's in jail. And also what kind of jail <laughs> was he in? Was he just in like a county sheriff's jail? Yeah, he was just he was just in the county lockup. Yeah. He was basically <laughs> in the county lockup. I guess well, I guess his uncle may have been unconscious or something and they were just waiting for him to come out of it and maybe yeah. that, that yeah, that could be that could be it why. Uh and you know, and obviously Rick didn't have any money and they but yeah, but you would think and maybe the judge didn't set you know, I'm getting all legal here, but this didn't set bail for him because of such a brutal attack. So, yeah, brutal attack. Um, the and then and then with Yolanda, I, I like what they again. I, I continue this season to appreciate the use of Yolanda in these episodes. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in a while, um, but she comes back, and we are reminded about the history between Sydney and Yolanda, which I had yeah. forgotten about. Yeah, yeah, I, I had. Yeah, it was it was very very well used, especially mm-hmm. as Sydney and Courtney kind of had their their uh, dynamic come to head last week. So so instead of replaying that out in this week, it was more about Sydney trying to prove herself the way Sydney no- only knows how, and and to try to convince Yolanda to rejoin the team just because she knows like. You you have to at least protect them from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is good. I I mean I I don't. I'm I'm curious to see, especially next week, how this whole Yolanda situation will get resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they're just going to wait to resolve it, maybe next season. But but um, I let I liked I liked that I liked. Yolanda is also um, Yolanda. Every time Courtney's mom is around, <laughs> or no, Sydney. Every Cindy. time Courtney's mom is around, <laughs> Willard, yeah. Willard, yeah, yeah. That was uh, yeah. I was thinking that too uh, when I was putting together my notes as far as just uh, the well, the one moment when Courtney was talking to her mom and and in the kitchen there, and and of course. R- you know, this is after the whole thing with the court that having Courtney ruin um, her her mom's life and all that, and and then they you know they have their their, their Hallmark movie moment, and and Cindy just watching that on and and and, and you know there's a you know the juxtaposition juxtaposition of like Cindy with her real mom, and then also the the Stepford mother that she had, um, you know when in the first season and part of the second season uh, relationships that she had with them. And, and it was just like, yeah, that. And then, and then also the, the, the conversation, I guess, with the sandwiches, <laughs> it was just like, yeah. And, and lunch, it was just like, yeah, they, this show, I, I will have to say, you know, Arrowverse 2.0 with Superman and Lois and, and Stargirl, they, they have learned from the mistakes of the past and they're not replicating them because these are just very, I mean, this was a very dark season of Stargirl. And, but they also had the right moment, touches of levity. Like, you know, when the, the show started out this, this week with, uh, you know, Max the dog walk, you know, walking around the house. I'm too, too I'm too sexy. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know they they, they 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 and and then of course using Thunderbolt with the the giant cheeseburger. I right. mean, the, you know they they've done a 
it's a very it's it's a very entertaining show. I mean, the, like whenever this week's episode ended, I was like, "Oh crap, it's already done," because they packed a whole hell of a lot of stuff in forty two minutes uh, to set up the the, the panel, to set up the, the the finale. And the other uh, thing that um, really stood out to me with the with this was really getting to what. Eclipso's actual in-game is with Courtney, and and I think Cindy's conversations about you know you got to be bad to defeat evil, um, and and I did all of that stuff. Hmm? All of the there's so much freaking telegraphing of yeah. how Courtney's gonna win. I'm just I'm just like there. I would shave about 20 minutes off of this episode. Mm, well, well, I, mean, I guess maybe the reaction thoughts of uh, Jenny, like you know, cringe, twisting in bed and. And you know whatever whatever impact that the ring had when she like blasted the the remnants of uh, the, the mm-hmm. shadowverse. Uh, yeah, I mean those 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 moments were kind of like I was trying to see where they were going there with with her, and I didn't know if she was going to like erupt out again and like blow, burn the house down or or, mm-hmm. or, or or what what was what was. Or if, or it was just using her as the vessel, like like you said, to to really telegraph and foreshadow what's to come in the finale. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we will see that finale next week, um, and and then that would be a wrap on season two of Star Girl. Yep. So so it's interesting to talk about Star Girl, where I remember early on it was a bit they slowed they they did a slow 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 played it with a clip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's full steam ahead. Um, Batwoman this season, it's it's still good. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out. And I know we saw Ivy at, or we didn't see Ivy. We saw a Vine at the very yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Ivy's going to play a big part in this season, from what I understand. Yep, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So I'm just because I was I was I'm, I'm it's the third episode and we still have this plot device of where's this rogue um, device from one of these classic Batman mm-hmm. um, villains and mm-hmm. and I'm like how how long can they do this before they have to have a, an arc um, for this yeah. season but I I guess they're still doing that slow rollout of what the really crux of the season is about. Um, this episode was overall good, made some progress with a lot of the um, story points that were started in last week's episode. Um, yeah. Some some movement in the whole mommy front. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. But I feel like with Ryan and the mommy issues, it's always two steps forward and one step back. Yeah. Where this is the second episode that the end where she's like, I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but okay. we did get, we, yeah, we did get the brother. We did get the long lost stepbrother. You know, step yeah, brother. we got the brother, and then she decided I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and Sophie, Sophie, like I said last week, she's like the counselor. You know, the, you know, she is counselor to this acting CEO of Wayne Enterprises because I just feel like, so it, I, there's not much there there with these episodes right now. To be honest, I mean they're entertaining, but I feel like, like you said, they're doing the villain of the week trope with the Batman Rogues Gallery, mm-hmm. and 
and and then we'll throw in some Alice and Mary, which I, I love their dynamic. I mean that that those the, so so like that, and and of course the Luke and Mary shipping, but then you know they're like, don't get yeah, we're gonna slow we're gonna slow this down a bit, y'all, and then make well, have a little bit of tension. And not sexual tension, but like anger tension between Luke and Mary because of over the whole PTSD issues and the fail safe. Those are the things I think the the I think what is making this show work, and and especially since the second season, is the relationships, right, between the characters. Because the stories in and of themselves, I mean, you talked about shaving off twenty minutes of of Star Girl. Hell, you could shave off you know, a half hour <laughs> yeah. with Batwoman uh, so far this season. When I think about it with, with these episodes, but I think it's just the pockets of the relationships between and the interpersonal dynamics with these characters are, are, are what is really making the show work at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you hit the nail on the hammer. The, the best scene in this episode was the Alice and Mary scene. Mm-hmm. Because for for a mo- for a moment, Mary has the upper hand. She she really um, psychoanalyzes Alice, and then in a very Alice like fashion, she quickly gets that upper hand back and does the same to Mary. Which which Alice knows. Like it, it I think that's what irritates everyone about Alice the most is that whether it be Ryan or Mary. She she can she can um, get that knife out and emotionally mm-hmm. twist it yeah. um, to where yeah Mary made a decision at the end of this episode but I don't I don't think their reaction would have hurt as much had Alice not said this is what's going to happen when you tell mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. it happened exactly the way she said it is yep yep so it, yeah yeah it totally did I think and that's and I think that's that's that's, that's not to belabor the point, but that, that that interpersonal dynamic is what really drives it. And uh, and of course, you can't I can't help but like think about all the crazy shit that's been going on with Ruby and the Instagram post and all the off the screen stuff that was behind the scenes stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. But I honestly don't think we would be now that we've had two complete seasons with two different leads and uh and the way these stories have unfolded i don't think we would be getting these same types of interpersonal relationships and dynamics if ruby had stayed on as as the as the as the lead with kate i I really don't i think having javicia and having to having to have them really rework the show and really take a critical look to see what is what what do we want this show to be what's the distinctive thing we want for this show to have and i think for me it's the relationships because the villain of the week trope i mean that's just any number throw out any name of superhero show we 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 see that the rogues gallery come and go and and and, you know they got to do something to sort of set up the mcguffin for the week this week it was dr freeze um but you know that story was kind of like, yeah. I mean, it was a nice little callback to Elseworlds, you know, with Nora Freeze and stuff. Um, so you know, it's a nice thing for long-term Arrowverse viewers. But uh, but you know, in in the grand scheme of things, is it going to make that big of a difference? No. No, no. 
I mean, in the grandest scheme of things, this is not only a way to get a villain of the week episode, but this is a way to make Alice um, be a part of the team, even though mm. she doesn't want to, um, which allows us to have these moments because last season did not work because Alice was so separated from the group. Mm-hmm. Right. And and she plays this very hard role. And this is what tends to happen with um, Alice-like characters in these sh- long-running um, genre shows is where you have to figure out a way for them to walk that line until you need them to be the ultimate bad guy again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's really hard. And I they're definitely doing a good job of it this season more so than last season. Totally. Um, but it can only go so long. So I'll be, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as always, I'm always curious. Okay. What's the end game here? And yeah. we're only in the first half of the season. So right. Right. we got, we got a ways to way. go. We do. go. we do. And on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>